Hey everyone, you are listening to the Koinonia Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Today we have a bonus episode Tony Stevens and I recorded for our Impact YouTube channel. Tony is a great friend of mine. He's been a member of our Koinonia community for a long time. He's really wise and he's got a deep love for God's word and you're going to hear that come out in our conversation. We get to serve together in our youth ministry and today we dove into this question, what is the Bible? We recorded this conversation for our Impact YouTube channel, but the highlight episode hasn't actually been released yet, so you're getting an early glimpse to the conversation here, which we're excited about. We acknowledge there is so much to discuss around this question, what is the Bible? Today, Tony and I address a few questions that we've worked through ourselves, as well as some questions that our students have too. So we targeted this conversation for students, but if you have a desire to read, understand, and experience the power of the Bible, then this conversation is for you. So let's dive into this question together. What is the Bible? Hey, everybody. Hi, Tony. We're hey, here. Nick. We made it to the we studio. We did. And we are here today to record a conversation about something that is a part of uh, my life anyways and yours. Yep. And we want to talk about this question, talk around this question. What is the Bible? Obviously, it's a book, which thank you to whoever said that at home. It's a book. Yeah. Because this like, is a question I'm pretty sure all of us have had at one point is like, what, even if we know what the Bible is, it's a book. Yeah. Still, what is it beyond that? Because right. why is it more, like, obviously we're going to go, it's more than a book, but why are we going to? Yeah. Like, like what is the, what is the reason that we, well, okay, we can start there. Yeah. Yeah. Why, or maybe this is a better question to start with. Did God write the Bible? Like, no, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, okay, what, I, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I think in this whole conversation, we're going to balance with telling what the historical truth of the Bible and, the, and surrounding the Bible is, but also what we believe about it. Right. So right. the historical truth is that the Bible was written by approximately, not 60, I think it's closer to like 20 or 30 different authors across 2,000 years. So... In the physical sense of writing the parchment, it was originally written by 20 to 30 people and then copied many times over. Right. Many. Yeah, many, (laughs) which we will get to as well. But in terms of what we believe, the Bible was inspired by God and is ultimately God's words to humanity. Right. But it was written by people on paper. Yes. Like this was a real, like Paul, for example, Mm -hmm. sat down in a room with his friend who was a good fast writer and like dictated yeah. his letters. Yeah. It's incredible. So, so there, sorry, go ahead. There's even a funny part in the New Testament where um, Paul says, oh, look with what large letters I write to you. Right. And historically, it's like, okay, the scribe was like neatly writing Paul's letter. And then at the end, Paul's like, here I write to right. you. Right, his like large chicken yeah. scratch in all caps. 
Yeah. I love it. Okay, so so let's let's maybe get into this question a little bit. Why if God wanted to communicate his word to people um in a way that was helpful and, you know, painted a picture of who he was, why would it be in a book? Like surely there could be easier ways. I mean, if God's all powerful, why wouldn't he just like, you know, like what why did he choose a book? And I think this is yeah. something cool to talk about. Yeah, I would say like to to understand that you have to talk about like the purpose of the Bible and the primary purpose of the Bible is for God to reveal himself to us hmm. because God before Jesus was not, hu- is not human. Right. So God is, is in a form that is entirely different than what we're used to. So for us to know him, he has to reveal himself to us. Right. And God also wants to reveal himself in a way that is consistent. So writing a book lends a permanence to it that maybe like a dream or a vision or just a, a voice account doesn't have. Like once you write it, it should be more permanent. Right. Totally. And I, and I think, yeah. And I think the permanence thing is interesting and it also becomes interesting because there was people like writing the books as yeah. well. So God was like willing to trust these people to paint a picture of who God is for the mm-hmm. world. And I think something else that's important about the Bible is it didn't like fall out of heaven. No, like, not at all. Like it wasn't a magical thing that, you know, hovered across the ocean and landed in this magical place. <laughs> like like it's 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 written it, it's a, it's a, it's a book. Like yeah. and and something that I've kind of developed I guess over the over recent years is that the 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 physical book itself is a book. Yes. But the truth that is highlighted in that book is timeless and true and the um living and active and it's illuminated by the Holy Spirit. Like the words themselves are are just words, but God mm-hmm. uses those words to give us a powerful picture of who he is. Yeah. And some of the reason God choosing words is by his own choice. Because, for example, in Genesis 1, the beginning of the Bible starts with God speaking. Mm. And God consistently, um, throughout the Bible, places importance on his words and on other people's words. So if you have that idea, then writing the words down becomes a lot more clear. Um, Because God... God believes that words have power and his words do have power. So he commands us to write the words down to record them. Right. Um, And I think just even for a book, like God knows human history, like God knows that a book would survive longer than other things. And, and that a book was also the media form they had at the time. Sure. Um, You and I were talking a little bit before (laughs) this, like, what about if God came down today and would it be podcasts or films? Would Jesus like start a TikTok account? Yeah, exactly. Probably not. Probably not. But, but maybe, but yeah, (laughs) but I, yeah, I, I think that whether Jesus started a TikTok account or not isn't important, but writing the, book of the Bible was clearly important because God wanted his message to spread beyond the people who just initially heard it. And right. at the time, books were the most efficient ways to do that. Right, right. Totally. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. So, okay, one other thing that I want to highlight about the fact that the story of who God is is in this book. It allows God to actually tell us who he yes. is. Yes. Because 
we like people can make up whatever they want mm-hmm. especially if it was a verbal tradition that was passed down or something and it wasn't captured and written um it allows god to say to to us as people this is this is who i am here this is my character this is um you know this is how i operate in the world here are some truths about um this world that you live in and god is the one who is defining that and as christians we receive what's in the bible yes. as god's word mm-hmm. like we we by by faith are choosing to say what is written in this book is god revealing himself to me and i think that's important to highlight too about the book oh aspect. yeah and you use the word story a lot, which is really important because, yeah, the, right. primarily we need to see the Bible as an uh, an unfolding narrative, not a textbook. Yeah. Because if it were a textbook, then on page one, it should be like, who is God? Who is man? But <laughs> like it literally doesn't yeah, do it that. It doesn't do that. Which is um, annoying. Genesis 1 to 3, if you, it's a hard exercise to do because probably most of us have grown up with the Bible and can't remember when we first heard it. But it's like, right. if you plop down in Genesis 1 not knowing anything about the Bible or about God, there's no like explanation about who God is or right. his nature or his character. Yeah. Just this God emerges on scene yeah. and just starts creating. Right. So I think just to say that it's understand it's important for us to understand that the whole Bible is needed for us to understand who God is. Mm. Um, and that's the gift we've been given that the Bible contains what we need to know about God, not just individual sections. Right. That's good. Because yeah. even all throughout Exodus, we see God would do something and the people of Israel would go, oh, he's Jehovah, I think Rapha, the Lord who provides. Mm-hmm. My uh, Hebrew is a bit off. Um, <laughs> but they would understand a new nature of God, whereas right. us today with the whole Bible can go, oh, that's who God is because we right. have it all from beginning to end. Right, right, right. That's good. That's good. Um so in talking about this idea of what is the Bible, I think it would be important to talk about how did we get yeah. the book that we have? Mm-hmm. Um, like, how was it made? Yeah. Um, and really, like, this is a topic, like, we could talk about for, like, 45, 50 minutes, an hour. There's been whole <laughs> yeah. books written on it. Right. Um, yeah, true. It's not a, not a one-sentence response. No. And so, but really how the Bible was made was that there's the original author of a piece. So for example, Moses is credited with writing the first five books of the Bible. So Genesis to Deuteronomy. Um, And then from those original copies, um, they were copied and translated and moved along throughout history, but always with the intent of maintaining what was originally wrote. There's um, very few cases, and this can be proven along history, where things were added to it. Right. Um, and if they added stuff, they would say, hey, everyone, I added this. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there's notes in Chronicles where right. it's like, and this king was the last of his days, clearly written way after you could like beyond right. it. Um, and that's part of also what's interesting is that God chose the Jewish people to shepherd the, the Bible through the first 2000 years and up until the New Testament is because they were extremely diligent about how they treated God's word. And like they had ways of copying and treating it wholly that maybe other people groups didn't. So that's part of the reason we have such a reliable record of the Bible is that we really have the Jewish people to thank for that. Just diligently year after year, generation after generation, copying the scriptures, um, Cross that. 
Yeah, and they wouldn't like you know highlight, copy, and paste. Like no. they, it was a it was a tradition to be a um, I forget what the term is. It's like keeper of the word scribe. or a scribe. Yeah, yeah, where that was like a thing that you would strive to become. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like an honor of being the one who preserved what was written over generations, which yeah. is incredible. Mm-hmm. And so throughout, um, when talking about the Old Testament literature. It's even important to recognize not everything that was written by Jewish scholars and scribes is regarded in the Bible, and mm, not even right. they regarded everything as the Bible. The The books of the Old Testament that are even recognized by Jewish um, followers today are not—it doesn't include everything. Hmm. Um, for example, there's books called the Apocrypha that are written, and they're records of history, but the the Jewish people and Christians don't recognize them as the Bible. Hmm. So it's, I think sometimes if we can get in this notion that everything that was written down about the people of Israel became Bible, and that's not true. It was chosen, certain books were chosen very specifically, and certain books were excluded very specifically. Right. And this, and this is where, you know, there's lots of tensions that can arise Mm -hmm. on, in this conversation, which we're not going to dive into all of them, but, um, this is where the Holy Spirit really is at work throughout this process of mm-hmm. the story being put together because because like you were saying, there's other elements, other writings that were written by like actual people who were yeah. alive who were, you know, maybe friends with the guys who are actually writing the Bible. Yeah. Like and that's something that we have to remember is there was a a group of people that God had chosen and then even in that group of people, there was there was a smaller group who God chose to say, I'm going to help you construct this, you know, narrative mm-hmm. that we have. And, I mean, the Bible that we have today was constructed, like, compiled New Testament, Old Testament, like, much later, obviously, than yes. when it was, when Jesus was alive, mm-hmm. even. But even it's interesting, and some of you will be interested in some of the not— by the time we hit um, Habakkuk and the silence of God before Jesus' coming, the books of the Old Testament were agreed on pretty much unanimously by Jewish scholars in that. Hmm. And that has not changed from now until then. Right. Al- already the books of the Bible from Genesis to what Habakkuk, they would have actually would have ordered it from Genesis to Second Chronicles and putting that at the end. Right. Those were agreed upon. So Christians really just picked up that tradition and then added in the books of the New Testament. Right. And the books of the New Testament are defined by almost one factor is, are they written by an apostle? Mm. So every book in the New Testament, with the exception, I think, of Hebrews and Jude, are exclusively written by apostles of Jesus. Right. And apostles were people who knew Jesus personally yep. or were very close to Jesus mm-hmm. and his friends, basically, yep. right? And some of you are maybe thinking trivia. Well, Tony, Paul <laughs> wrote the majority of the New Testament, and he was not one of the 12 apostles. But Paul is regarded as an apostle because he received his apostleship and call directly from Jesus on the road to Damascus. Hmm. So whilst uh, Paul did not directly is recorded of meeting Jesus, Paul received his call to write and minister to the church and become an apostle directly from Jesus, which was later affirmed by the 12 apostles in Acts and that. Right, right. So again, there's you've probably heard about books in the New Testament that, or not in the New Testament, sorry, books that were written about events of the New Testament, say Jesus's life or Paul's ministry, that aren't regarded as the Bible. 
but those usually have clear like faults or errors with them. Hmm. Like right. if, if you see Jesus turning clay pigeons into doves and smiting <laughs> Roman soldiers with blindness, it's it's not it doesn't line up with no. the words of Jesus' closest friends, his mm-hmm. family, and those that lived with him every day. Yeah. Yeah. And and ultimately, like we can say very strongly that every new piece of literature or archaeological discovery or everything that has come up to maybe challenge the Bible narrative or challenge what we know about Jesus um, has ultimately been refuted or shown to be written much later or written mm. by someone who had an axe to grind. Um, like the Gospel of St. Thomas, I think, is a frequent one, but it was like written like hundreds of years after Jesus was alive by someone who was trying to say that Jesus wasn't the Messiah hmm. uh, or wasn't the Son of God, which clearly contradicts like the books of John and Luke and that. So right. th- there hasn't, it's not like we've come across something and people are just hiding it. It's, it's very open. There just is not much else. Right. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, okay, I want to kind of change gears a little bit because yeah. something that I was thinking about as we were talking about this is I've heard the Bible described in many ways. Mm. Um, and one that I think is interesting is like the acronym basic instructions <laughs> before leaving earth. Um, and I kind of want to talk about that a little bit because uh, I remember hearing that as a kid, whether it yeah. was in Sunday school or somewhere, you know, um, that is like almost funny because nothing about the Bible is basic. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. You, you started the B and you're already, you're already wrong. Um, <laughs> I think just before we get, I I always want to say what we're taught as kids rarely sustains us when we become adults, because mm. when you're trying to explain something to someone who's young, you're trying to help them remember it and understand it. So I have no problem with the Sunday school teachers and people who taught me basic instructions before leaving earth and that. But yeah, I agree with you. Like starting at the beat, like the Bible's not basic. It's yeah. actually really difficult a lot of times to read. Totally. And then instructions well it's not all instructions there's this huge section in the middle that's like dense hebrew poetry and <laughs> which is not basic or instructional yeah and then before leaving earth like we could do a whole podcast on how yes we are leaving earth but not really new heaven new earth but yeah 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 so what i think is interesting about that because it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning how the bible is a physical book Mm-hmm. that there's plenty of things in there for us to learn. Yeah. But ultimately, it's the truth of Scripture partnered with the Holy Spirit that actually brings the life change, that actually changes mm-hmm. us. Because it is, I mean, I love the way that the Bible Project describes it. The, they see the Bible as a unified story that leads to Jesus. Yeah. That's very different than basic instructions before leaving Earth. Because mm-hmm. it's not basic and... It is a story, like when we yeah. read it, uh, and it's fascinating to see the storyline of how the Bible is actually written, like really purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just capturing things that happened, but it's taking those things that happened and putting them together to communicate the message of Jesus, Yeah, which is amazing. And and the whole point of the Bible to lead us to Jesus and that, like people read the Bible and and aren't led to Jesus, because that's where we do believe the Holy Spirit has a huge, huge factor in how we read and understand the Bible. Yeah. Because, for example, like, there's whole university classes, and even I I took one, about the Bible and studying it in history, and some of us were Christians and some of us weren't. But reading the physical Bible itself is not enough to... Um, it's not like if you read... If you give the Bible to someone and they read it, they're going to become saved. Like, mm. there's an element of 
the Holy Spirit allows us to understand it and receive God's truth in our heart and, and really accept it. So um, kind of that that balance of the physical, the power of the physical words, but really the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. And those together is what really mm-hmm. makes the difference. Yeah. Um, I'd love to I'd love to go into talking a little bit about how should we read the Bible yeah. because I mean we believe it's important I mean at Koinonia at impact we yeah. talk about scripture all the time um, but I think probably like a hundred percent of us could say at some point that the Bible was uh, really boring to read mm-hmm. or hard to understand or too heavy to put in my bag <laughs> um, like, so let's let's maybe talk about that a little bit. Like, yeah. what are some helpful things for actually understanding that truth that the Bible is wanting us to to experience? Yeah, I think one of the first things is going back to our initial point. The Bible is is God explaining and revealing Himself to us. So the first purpose of when we read the Bible should be to know more about God, not right away to say no more about myself. Because, hmm. for example, it's hard to place myself in some of the narratives of Genesis or Exodus sure. or even the prophetic. I've never been to Egypt. No. Well, I have. <laughs> <laughs> you have been to I Egypt. Have. But even then, it was a very different Egypt. I wasn't a slave for 400 years. <laughs> so when we read the Exodus narrative, when we read Genesis, even when we read most of the Old Testament, it's more immediately applicable to who God is and God's relationship with his people than it is to maybe the exact moment I'm sitting in Starbucks reading my Bible. Hmm. And and the thing is, we, we believe so clearly that when we draw closer to God and when we know more about him, that his will for our life will become more evident. Hmm. So it it can be a bit paradoxical. If I go to the Bible trying to get an answer to should I go to university or not, I actually won't get the answer that I'm needing. Hmm. But if I go to the Bible with a desire to understand more about God and how he wants to interact with my life and who he is, that will actually lead me to what I need. So again, not to say that we can't read the Bible and learn about ourselves or like personal takeaways, but a lot of the Bible is primarily about who God is and his relationship with us, especially through the person of Jesus. Right. And then as we grow in our understanding of that, it actually becomes, or we grow in our understanding of who we are. Yeah. And through understanding how God is relating to his people, which is from through, we see this through the story of the Bible. Yeah. Because even the whole notion of basic instructions, um, <laughs> the majority of the Old Testament is not instructions. Right. It's really hard because when you start reading the Bible at the beginning of the year, you hit Genesis and Exodus, which half of Exodus is really exciting. And then yeah. Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers are slogs at times of d- temple literature, of sacrificial notes, yeah. all sorts of laws. Laws, and yeah. And we sometimes have trouble making it to the rest of the Bible. Like you get rescued a bit in Joshua and Judges. But right, for like two pages. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're back. Yeah. Um, so I think just understanding that the majority of the Bible is not instructions on how to live my life right right now. They're instructions on, not even instructions, they're revelation on how to know God and have a personal relationship with Jesus. Right. And from that relationship, yes. then it, 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 it should change how we live. Like mm-hmm. the... The, the more that we get to know Jesus and the more that we understand who he is um, and who we are in light of him, 
partnered with the Holy Spirit brings that yeah. cha- brings that change. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we talked about before in in because along with um, like how do I read it comes how do I understand the Bible because there's some things that Jesus oh, says yeah. like you know birds have nests and foxes have holes <laughs> but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head like what the heck does that mean yeah um, something that that we talked about before is if you wanna like the first step to understanding the Bible is to actually want to understand it. Yes. Like if you don't have a desire to understand what Jesus is saying or what this passage in Exodus is actually about, then you're not you're going to read it once and think, "Ah, oh, that was confusing." And then you're mm-hmm. going to close it and not think about it again. Yeah. Like if you genuinely want to understand something, you're going to I mean, I often start with Googling it. I mean, when it comes to the Bible, there's some tools that can help with that that are maybe a little bit more helpful than Google. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to want to understand it. Yeah, because it's... And here's the thing. It's Don't be challenged to say that I have to want to understand every part of the Bible. But if you don't want to understand any of it, you won't study any of it. Right. Because there will be moments where, like, I'm really interested in, like, something I read in Leviticus and I'll, like, go through it. And then there's other moments where I'll just read that chapter and move on and something from maybe what Jesus said will challenge me. But, yeah, like, if you don't want to, you, you're you really not going to get it. Or if it's, like, I, I know we should do it, but if if you're just doing it because it's, like, an assignment or you think you should, like... That's going to be really hard. Yeah. Um, and yeah. boring. And boring. Yeah. I, I think I always encourage people if someone asks me like how to start reading the Bible, I always say start in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John at the beginning of the New Testament. Because those stories are on the surface much easier to understand and engage with than some of the Old Testament or even some of Paul's writing. And I think that's okay. Totally. Yeah. I because think you have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking, I remember, I'll never forget, I was preparing a message and uh, I was there, I had some different references in there um, and I sent you the copy of the message and after I sent it, I was like, shoot, I, I really have the only scripture in this message is from John and there's like, like, <laughs> there's like 15 oh, yeah. references and I remember messaging back and I was like, I should really start reading some more, eh? And you were like, yeah, it might be time to expand a little bit, <laughs> which was funny. But that is a great, like, all of us are going to have that moment mm-hmm, where yeah. we recognize, not I've learned everything I can from John and I've wrung it all out, but okay, I actually have a great understanding of this portion of the Bible. Now, you know, take some time to pray about it or ask somebody, where should I move to next? Yeah. Because I think John is a great place to start. But then there's going to come a point where there's more on our journey of our relationship with God, which I think this whole conversation comes mm-hmm. back to that, yeah. um, where, okay, what's next? Yeah, and I think that's where we would say we have materials and people that we that we follow or that we talk to that are always pushing us to engage with the Bible in different ways. Yeah. And I think... The Bible shouldn't be a understanding and reading the Bible should shouldn't be a journey we take alone. Right. Of course, there are personal elements to it. Like ultimately, you need to sit down and you need to yeah, read. Yeah, you your can't Bible. read other chapters of the Bible for me. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but like we both follow the Bible Project, which yeah. we reference a Great lot. Great example. And so like they have podcasts, they have videos, they have stuff, and it it just helps me engage with the Bible. And there are Bible teachers I follow on Instagram and Facebook that they post something about a scripture and I go, oh my goodness, I would have never seen that. Right. But now their understanding has helped me understand the Bible more. So 
you never have to do it alone. Um, I would say like start to start to develop consistent resources mm. rather than always every time Googling and picking the first result. Yeah. Because there are weird there are weird things on the internet. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty like, of weird things on the internet. If you start googling revelations, like you're gonna get some, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna go down a rabbit hole. Totally, and those things are 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 interesting to explore. But I think the th- the thing that keeps coming back is our understanding and relationship with God. Mm-hmm. From from what we talked about at the beginning of the conversation to um, understanding how how do we begin to understand the Bible, and I think. If I approach the the Bible with the attitude of God, please teach me about yourself, mm-hmm. um, that is going to change the way that I read it. Then, God, what is in here for me today? Yeah, because there's always something inside of our relationship with God that God wants to do in our hearts yeah. or the love that He wants to communicate to us. But if we go looking for these little things instead of looking specifically for God and relationship with him, then it's easy to get sidetracked by the confusing things in scripture. Yeah. Um, And I feel like it keeps coming back to that. Yeah. I think I would also just say, make sure you're okay with wrestling with the text. Mm. I think we we're so used to quick answers Right. Two minute videos, yeah. 30 second blog posts, yeah. TikTok reels. Like, totally. And there's nothing wrong with those, but I think the Bible is, even for people who have read it their whole life, there's a wrestling with it. Yeah. And and because we engage with the Bible with the Holy Spirit, it it's going to produce a reaction in us that's beyond just understanding it. Right. So for example, when I read that I am to be content with all, or Paul saying, I've learned the secret of being content. Yeah. When I'm in a moment of discontentment or when I'm feeling like I don't have enough money or, or we can't find a house, um, when I read that passage, I can't just like read it, accept it, implement it, and be gone. Like I <laughs> wrestle with it. <laughs> right. And I think that part of the challenge of the Bible, there's, there's confusing passages that are like difficult to understand or require yeah. context. But then there's just things that are difficult to receive. Yeah. And we're called to like wrestle and to hold those things and to think of them. Like when Jesus says, like, you need to leave your father and mother and forsake them to follow me. Like, what does that mean? Right. That's not something that I I read and I maybe soap and then totally understand. Like, that's something I live with. Right, right. And and Jesus isn't saying, like, run away from home to be a good Christian. Like, we have to wrestle with it and come and and understand it. We have to first seek to—we really have Mm -hmm. to want to understand it. Yeah. Then the point you highlighted, which is so important, is to read it with other people. Yes. Our journey of the Bible is not solo ever. Mm -hmm. Um. And then, yeah, coming back to our relationship with God, and that is the context where we wrestle with these things, with yep. the secret to contentment, or, you know, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Yeah. Um, or I, when Jesus says, you know, you have to, if you want to follow me, then you actually have to be willing to lay your life down. Yeah. Like, these aren't things that we just read and say, wow, okay, yeah, I'm going to lay my life down today. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Like, that's significant, and that requires a relationship with God to begin to understand. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last thing I would say is when reading the Bible, um, reading the Bible takes humility because if you disagree with the Bible, 
you're wrong. <laughs> it's 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 harsh, but we're so used to. I I think our culture has become a lot more affirming, which I think overall is good. I'm not against that. Like mm-hmm. I want people to affirm and encourage each other. But but the Bible is a ruler. It's a standard. It's a um. It's it's something that we measure ourselves up against. So I think we have to accept that there are going to be times when we approach the Bible. And it's going to be correction. It's going mm. to be. Uh, it's going to be. This is out of place, and either you give, and or there's no other option. Right. Um, like there's. I. I will never forget. I. Um, I play video games a lot, and uh, I can get really angry when I play video games and things don't go well. <laughs> and uh, I was. I had just finished playing video games, all losing. Um, and then I went to bed, and I pulled out my Bible before I did it. And I, the Psalm I was reading, there was a clear verse that says do not be angry. And then I don't even remember what the rest of the verse is. And I just, cause I, I literally, I didn't finish the Bible reading day. I got stuck on that verse. Cause I was like, no, I, I am angry. I am angry and I want to be angry. Yeah. But that was a moment where the Bible engaged with me the exact way it was supposed to, which was to mm. say, you're angry. Why are you angry? Like stop. Yeah. So I think just making sure we understand that the Bible because it's a living book and in conjunction with the Holy Spirit, it will push us. It will correct us. Yeah. So it does take some humility to read. And it even takes humility to say, hey, I saw this in the Bible. And then Nick or someone even smarter, like who study it to go, I don't think that's actually what it's saying. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had conversations with Pastor Nathan where I'm like, hey, like, what do you think about this? And he'll tell me, you know, what he studied and what he's learned. And I'm like, okay, yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Or like... Even when we preach um, or speak yeah, or do totally. something like this, uh, I'll have like Eric or Nathan or someone come up and talk to me and be like, hey, I noticed you said this, but you weren't really like, did you mean that or is this? And yeah. and I have to be able to receive that correction and say, you know what? I was just reading the Bible through the lens of my life in that moment. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So much good stuff yeah. in here. And I know we could talk about it for a long time. Um, one thing that we were going to do, which I kind of forgot was bring our like Bibles that we just some little show and tell action. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's the thing. I, t- Tony asked if I had a Bible in the office, which I don't, I just have my phone, <laughs> um, which is, you know, read the Bible on your phone. Like it's, Seriously, it's, it's so good. It's so convenient, but yeah. also have a good, you know, physical Bible because yeah. it helps. So we, tell us about what you have. Just like give us yeah. a quick little. So this is like the, uh, and see, it's funny. I'm holding it upside down because there's no cover on it <laughs> anymore. The cover got ripped off. Um, this is my first Bible. And let me see if it's, okay. It's definitely not my first Bible, but I got it in well 2010 loved. or something. Okay. Um, so it really was like my teenage Bible, kid Bible for a long time. And like, there's like highlights. There's like, all sorts of stuff in it. I think there's some drawings in it somewhere where cool. I was like bored at camp in that. Um, <laughs> they're not like super spiritual. No, drives. they're definitely not like, not like seeing angels or anything like, but um, I, like this Bible will always hold a special place in my heart because like it, it taught me so much and I spent so much time in it that it got like ripped up. This was the Bible I like took to camp with me. Oh yeah. Um, it's traveled. Yeah. It's really traveled. And, um, seeing highlights and seeing how God like spoke to me. Like, I think it's really, it's really great. Um, I'm also not, we talked about this before. Yeah. I'm not a, a super highlighter. Yeah. Um, like this one has some highlights, Yeah. but when you became a man, you put off your childish I, ways. No, this one has no highlights. This one wow. is, uh, this one is 
Yeah. My Bible from like grade five is like fully like the cover is like all crusty and like coming yeah. apart. And it's got so much stuff written in it. I, I wasn't the guy who was going to like highlight a whole page because like that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's dumb. Um, but there's some great stuff in there from like grade three, four, where I'd like write something at the bottom or like my mom would always be like, hey, when God shares, like speak something with you, like write it in the back of your Bible, like because it's something that you have. So there's some things that I have from like grade three or four that are like chicken scratch and I like spelled <laughs> words wrong. Like it's so it's so great. So, you know, the the reason we want to bring these out is because the the Bible is not meant to be this like, you know, it, the, the the book itself is not magical. No, it's not. <laughs> like Tony's is ripped up. If, yeah. If, if it was magical, that Bible would communicate no truth. But yeah. the reality is, like we've been saying, the story that we find and the truth that we find when we partner with the Holy Spirit as we read it, when we read it in community with other people, mm-hmm. and when we allow ourselves to be challenged by it, is when we begin to actually see that the Bible is a way of God sharing who he is with his people. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty for us to discover about him. And in doing that, we're going to learn lots about yeah. who he created us to be. And don't don't compare your relationship with the Bible to someone else's. I that's think a that's great so point. so important. Like, yeah. um, don't, from physically, like, looking, oh, their, like, Bible is so perfect <laughs> or has so many notes. Like, right. don't do that. And because it's just like a relationship with a person. The moment you start to compare your friendship with someone or try to analyze it and make it the same, it's yeah. it's not going to work. Like there's been times that a paper Bible has worked really well for me and other times where I've needed the digital. Right. And there's times where I've read in the morning and times where I've read at night. Right. So don't compare, Just but just engage with it and never stop. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, it's so good. Just this reading. is awesome. This is great. I feel like we covered some good stuff yeah and uh yeah thanks for hanging today yeah i think the only thing i would say is if uh you have more questions like right, yeah. about how the bible was formed or the books of the bible or things like that please ask us like we yeah. we've learned some things and taken some courses and also just love to engage on it so we can be part of your community of reading the bible Thank you for joining us today on the Koinonia podcast. Our hope is that today's episode encouraged you to dive deeper into God's word and grow in your relationship with God. Hey, if you'd like to check out our Impact YouTube channel, we would love for you to do that. You can find us on YouTube at Impact Youth. Give us a subscribe. Check out the content that we're creating to help our students experience Jesus, anchor to scripture, and grow in a community of faith. You are listening to the Koinonia podcast, and we will see you next time.